0: Hello and welcome to the Pixel Swim Podcast, episode 98. I am Steve Heinrich, your host, and this is the podcast where I take a dive into my personal journey with technology and other tidbits that I find interesting. Uh, This episode is being recorded and released on Thursday, January 9th, 2020. Uh, Visit Pixelswim.com for all of the show notes and social links. If you want to follow along or leave any feedback, it's always appreciated. So yeah, with all that said, let's dive into the show. All right, so we've got uh, a couple weeks in between episodes here. So I hope everyone had a great holiday and a happy new year uh welcome to 2020 i hope it feels different for you in a good way but uh yeah so i come back and i'm feeling a little under the weather of course the last two weeks i felt pretty good but just didn't have much time with the holidays going on but uh either way we're going to power through and uh just go through the show notes here and and see what we can get through all right, so no feedback from the last episode, so let's uh, let's kind of go over and go through an overview of uh, what I'm going to cover in this episode. I kind of like when <laughs> certain podcasts do that so that you kind of know what's coming. So uh, on this episode, I will be sunsetting the LGG6 weekly report, as, as I promised before. Uh, there's some caveats uh, from what I've said before, but I'll also be talking about my current daily phone. Uh, It's different than the Moto X4, so I'll be talking about that. Uh, I'm going to go through some stuff that I got to uh, start soldering. Uh, So I got a few things over the holiday. And uh, finally, I'll go through all of my phone fixing adventures that I've done so far. Uh, You know, I got that box of phones and that Pixel. and uh, Yeah, so there's lots to report there. So that's everything I'm going to be covering on this episode. So with that said, let's uh, dive in to this week's final, well, not this week's, but the final, LG G6 Weekly Report. Welcome to the LG G6 Weekly Report. All right, so as I said at the top of the show, I will be putting this segment to rest. It was kind of <laughs> dead already. It uh, feels very much like a Windows phone. But uh, yeah, so this is the final LG G6 Weekly Report. Uh The thing is is that I'm not necessarily going to say that I'm never going to use the G6 again. Um, I probably won't use it for a while. Uh, It's basically saying the the, the, uh, LG G6 is not dead yet. Uh, Right now, I'm just going to relegate the one that's broken, that had the broken SIM tray, to my repair pile. Uh, And when I have more skills, I'm going to come back and try and fix that. Uh, Because it looks like it might just be a matter of uh, well, it's a matter of soldering on that new board, but uh, obviously I gotta kind of learn how to do that uh, on other things before I start uh, poking a hot iron at the uh, motherboard of the G6. So I do have two LG G6s. Uh, I bought the second one, if you might remember, the, to pull the motherboard out of and use in the my my main G6. Uh, so I do still have both of those, but uh, I'm gonna. It, it's it's kind of funny because the board that's in my my original LG G6 is out of a silver version and the original G6 that I have is a black version so uh, when it shows up on say an IMEI or when uh, T-Mobile uh, sees what device I'm using on the network, it shows up as the silver version, even though it's in the black body. So, uh, once I'm able to fix that motherboard with the SIM tray, I'm going to put those motherboards back in the phones that they, they came with. So, uh, and then I'll have two working LG G6s, but for now, they're on the pile. Uh, but down, but not out, and so, uh, but I just have to put this segment to rest, and uh, it it really helped me to kind of use the same device and appreciate the same device for about a year, so (laughs) for me that was much of an accomplishment, so we uh, will move on from this, and I just appreciate everybody making it through and uh, putting up with the original intro <laughs> and uh yeah for one last time let's do let's do one outro for this and then call it a day and this concludes the lgg6 weekly report okay with all of that out of the way Uh, I did want to talk a little bit about the current phone that I'm using, as I kind of mentioned earlier, it's not the Moto X4 right now. I did switch my SIM over to the Moto G6 Play, so uh, that's the uh, like new one that I got off of eBay on Black Friday for $68, (laughs) which was a steal of a deal. Um, And it's been really nice using it. Uh, It's just a little bit taller than the Moto X4. Uh, it obviously has a bigger battery, but uh, lower specs, so it has a 4,000 hour battery, which has easily been getting me through two days, and uh, that's kind of the, the main draw and the main feature of this phone for me, and, and I was kind of surprised, because after I got it out and set it up, uh, it updated to Android Pie eventually, after about four or five updates, uh, eventually rolled out uh, Pie on it, so uh, props to Motorola for that. Uh, it's really working for me right now. Uh, I don't see much reason to not use it at the moment. Uh, it's it's uh, very much like the Moto X4, obviously with less features, but the battery life has been uh, really nice. Uh, not to have to worry about that. Uh, I really just enjoy Motorola phones overall. Uh, I, I think that they're, you know, I've my the Moto G third generation was one of my favorite phones, and then the Moto X four was very is very good, and uh, this Moto G six Play, which I actually did own in the past, uh, I kind of gave up on it right away, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm back on it and liking it very much. I think it helps that it was only sixty eight dollars. So, uh, and I know it's kind of weird to say uh but i'm kind of happy to be back on a budget device (laughs) i know it sounds strange but i feel more at home on them uh i don't expect as much out of them uh they don't get as warm uh they, they just the battery lasts longer and it gets everything done that i need to get done you just have to the only difference really is waiting in between taps. When you tap something, you have to wait a little bit longer for something to show up or, you know, that kind of thing, so... And the photos really aren't that bad out of it, so I'm, I'm more than happy to use this G6 Play for now. Uh, it's been been a real champ for me, so I got a, a Spigen Rugged Armor case on it, and. Uh, just going, it's, you know, as a daily phone, it's working really well. So I just thought I'd give everybody an update on where I am with that. and Because uh, that could change very quickly in the future based on all of these, uh, these phones that I'm fixing up now. So uh, yeah, that's that with the Moto G6 Play. Alright, so as mentioned at the top of the show, I did get uh, some new stuff. I think I mentioned this, uh, uh, I'm not sure if it was on the last episode, but recently about wanting to learn to solder. And So there's a few things I needed for that mostly everything uh, because I didn't really have much to work with uh, No soldering iron nothing like that. So yeah trying to expand my skills uh, So I managed over the holidays uh, to get a soldering practice kit or a few of them actually Well a couple a couple soldering practice kits Uh, one of them is a speaker sort of soldering there These are tiny little boards uh, electronic boards uh, that you can just little projects uh, that will help you kind of learn how to do this, and so I'm gonna. Uh, one of them actually came with a nice booklet. It looks like kind of a something you would use in a school, but. Uh, yeah, and then like I said, one of them is a speaker, and one of them is a uh, digital clock that you can create. Uh, it comes with all the circuits and the chips and and you know everything you need to create a little basic uh, thing, you know, just to learn how to solder. And then of course I did get the soldering iron, and uh, I'll have links to all this stuff uh, in the show notes. These are all from Amazon. Uh, I got the Anbes soldering iron kit, so this comes with a whole bunch of Uh, soldering iron stuff. um, Well, stuff along with the soldering iron. Uh, So it's got, uh, you know, some solder coil and some other tools that you can use with it. Uh, One of them is like a solder sucker thing that you can suck up old solder after you heat it up so you can get it off a board, that kind of thing. It's a nice little kit, comes in a nice little pouch or uh, little case uh, that holds everything in place. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to trying that out. I haven't tried out any of the solder stuff yet, uh, but I will be hopefully getting to that eventually. I've been kind of, you know, into the uh, fixing all these phones recently, so uh haven't needed to really... Uh, or I should say I haven't really... Uh, taken the time yet to kind of bust out all the soldering stuff. Uh, the last thing I got for soldering, and really just in general, which is, as well as uh, fixing these phones and stuff, is this uh, it's a soldering mat, it's basically a silicone soldering mat. Uh, again, these links are in the show notes if you want to check it out. Uh, I think I mentioned last time that uh, My mate Vince channel that I've been watching on YouTube uh, I first saw one of these mats on his channel uh, that he uses and I, I thought that would actually be really useful to have not just for soldering but just kind of for electronics projects especially like fixing the phones and stuff that I've been doing recently and yeah It turns out that it is so I got one of these in I got uh, it's a 17 point8 by 11 point8 inch one uh, basically has a whole bunch of compartments uh, some of them magnetic to hold in screws or to organize screws and, and parts and tools and uh, yeah, take a link. Uh, look in the show notes for the link to this so you can get a better idea of what it is. You pr- you may have seen one of these uh, before. I see them a lot actually now on YouTube now that I'm looking. So people use them a lot. It's very useful, very handy. When I've been doing all these phone repairs, it's nice to have a mat like this where stuff isn't sliding around. You can, you know, put the screws and then tiny little parts into little, you know, compartments just to make sure they don't fly off anywhere. You know, if you're working on a, a flat, slippery surface. There's definitely a possibility, you know, of stuff flying out or falling off and stuff like that. So this makes it really nice uh, to have a nice surface and uh, organized surface to work on all this stuff. So, yeah, uh, again, those products, the uh, soldering iron, the kits and the silicone mat, are uh, all have Amazon links. But uh, the... Other thing that I managed to get, thanks to my father-in-law for this, he added in his garage was a magnifying lamp. Uh, It's kind of something that a jeweler would use, so basically it's a lamp. Uh, placed around a magnifying glass so you can work on stuff that's you know really small and that's the intention and so it's actually gonna come in really handy it's kind of an older one Uh, needs to be cleaned up a little bit he had just had it in his garage Uh, he offered it up and so I'm gonna clean that and get that working and uh, I think it'll really help when I'm trying to put together some tiny little components so uh, that's yeah looking forward to using that soon That'll be be good to use in all of these projects, not just for soldering. Again, for the phone repairs, because there's you know you don't always need to solder with phone repairs. At least uh, right now, because I'm mostly just swapping out parts. So uh, yeah, that's all the new stuff I got. Hopefully that'll that's a good you know kick in the pants and a good jump start to uh, get going on uh, learning to solder. But again, this is a long game thing, so I'm not rushing myself here, and we'll just uh, take our time and you know figure things out one step at a time. So. I'm really looking forward to all of that. Okay, so the last part of the show here is onto my phone fixing adventures, which all kind of kicked off when I bought that uh, Google Pixel on eBay for $30. I did not power on. That was the uh, the fault with it, <laughs> at least. Uh, that's how it was described and it was true. Um, and so basically, I think the last time I left off, I had tried, or I was getting in a uh, a new charge port for it, our charging board. The whole bottom board thing, because again, I can't solder, so I can't necessarily troubleshoot or fix things on the original board. So, uh, since that last episode, I have tried replacing the charging port slash board. Uh, I tried replacing the battery because uh, I thought potentially after the chart, the new charging port board didn't work. Uh, I tried the. I thought maybe it was just a battery issue, and of course, I. I think I mentioned it as well. I broke the screen when I was trying to take the phone apart, so I had to replace that too. Uh, But none of those worked, Uh, so that kind of uh, led me to believe that there was a, you know, a bigger problem on something that I was not going to be able to solve myself right now. Um, Now, I did kind of find some consistent patterns with it. I was able to get the phone to kind of vibrate uh, by holding the power down and uh, holding power and volume down. So this is kind of like how you would enter like a fast boot mode or a recovery mode. On Android, and so I was able to hold those down and get the phone to vibrate, but nothing would show up on the screen. Uh, you know, there would be no other signs of life, basically, other than that vibration. Uh, so clearly, it was doing something, uh, but I was kind of, like I said, I did, was doing some troubleshooting, taking, you know, disconnecting parts and, and seeing how everything was going, uh, trying different configurations and stuff like that, but uh, I think clearly, right now, It's something uh, on the motherboard, which uh, is kind of disappointing. Uh, So what I did with my skill set that I have right now is I put some... I have a heat gun, so I put some heat on the motherboard. Uh, you know enough heat and then I sort of pressed down a bit on the different parts on it because a lot of it is kind of is what you would call caged off it's basically got a metal cage around everything so you can't like it's, it's solid you know so you can't see through most of, stu- of the stuff that's on the board it's to protect like the processor and all that important stuff on there uh, so I put heat on that pressed down a bit maybe thought you know it would Get something to set again onto the board that maybe had loosened a little bit or something like that. Uh, but after I did that, I wasn't able to get the the vibration pattern that I had figured out with the volume down and power button to work again. So clearly something on the board uh, was not working, uh, and then I broke it even further. So that's just trial and error, you know. I'm still, and as of right now, I'm still trying to figure out with this pixel uh, what I'm gonna do next, uh, I did see a listing on eBay for, uh, old, uh, broken pixels, but that all power on, uh, on eBay, they had a listing for $35 for one of those, um, so I thought maybe I could get one of those, pull out the motherboard, because they're all supposed to have issues with, like, the screen, you know, and stuff like that, basically, stuff that, uh, would make the phone kind of you know okay to take apart and not really use any of the parts because they're already kind of broken. So uh, potentially that pull a motherboard out of an old one uh, for thirty five dollars, or uh, I could just pull uh, order uh, an already pulled out motherboard from a Pixel. Uh, it's a bit more expensive, but it would save you know those other parts from just sitting around. But uh, yeah, I'm still I'm not sure yet, uh, but I'm pretty pretty confident that the the problem is the motherboard on this Pixel, so that's unfortunate. Like I said, I am not uh, don't have the skill set to, to troubleshoot that any further other than the fact that there's something wrong on the motherboard. Because uh, everything else seems to work. So at least I've got a new battery, you know, a new battery waiting and ready and, uh, you know, eventually I'll get this Pixel going, but for now I'm just kind of taking a break from it. Just uh, kind of, you know, I'll revisit it soon in the past, so Soon in the past, <laughs> in the future, revisited in the future. So aside from that pixel, uh, which kind of got me kickstarted on this next thing, I have the box of phones that I uh, got in. This is, was a box of sixteen broken Android phones, uh, and basically was gonna. Yeah, when I got the Pixel, I was kind of having to wait on parts, and so I kind of, you know, had decided to make this into more of a hobby, which I discussed last time on the last episode a couple weeks ago, and uh, I decided to go with this box of phones to try and, you know, have a project, have stuff to work on, and so I'm very, very happy that I did that, because uh, there's been a lot to do, uh, you know, after I clock out of work, I can, you know, sit down, and it's actually been very relaxing to sit, and, and trouble. Shoot these phones and try and fix them, and tear them down, and you know look at all the parts and, and different things like that. So I'm going to go over all the phones that I've uh, sort of started troubleshooting and/or fixed, and/or you know uh, what the process has been so far. Uh, if you want a list of all the phones that were in that, a uh, lot of phones, uh, you can head over to the show notes page for the last episode. I believe I listed them all there. So, uh, But for now, I'm just going to talk about the ones that I've looked at. And so I kind of pull them all out here. So if there's some noise in the background, it's just because I'm Uh, holding all the phones, and if there's like a plastic noise like that, that's because I uh, put, you know, the phone with parts in a plastic baggie, just to keep them all together sort of a thing, so uh, the first one that I looked at I think, or tore down when I got it out of the box was this Galaxy S7 Edge because I think this is the sort of most uh, valuable one in the the box that I got, Um, and so basically uh, when I was looking at it, uh, the the back of the phone, uh, the glass back was actually coming off um, and and the phone didn't itself wouldn't power on completely so basically it it would it would turn on look like it was doing an update it had that blue uh, Samsung update screen but it would just sort of loop through that and never actually do anything Uh, and so the fact that the back of the phone was coming off kind of led me to believe that the battery was bloated and had pushed the back of the phone off which is obviously very bad so I wanted to get that out of there which is part of why I did this one first uh, so I managed to tear, you know, tear it down. It's very similar to doing the LG G6 when I tore that down. Just uh, a little bit of heat on the back, and the back comes off, and you can access everything from there. Uh, and so, yeah, I pulled the old battery out, which looked pretty bad, uh, pretty wrinkly, and uh, potentially bloated. Not 100% sure, but uh, yeah. So what I decided to do uh, was I, I think I'd mentioned in the past uh, that I was going to replace uh, somebody's uh, Galaxy S7 battery uh, and I never actually have gotten around to doing that yet and so I still have that battery in my uh, my supplies here and so I pulled out the Galaxy S7 battery which isn't the same size battery uh, but it turned out that I had the same connection as this S7 Edge and so I plug that one into the motherboard and uh, everything turned on and booted up, so clearly the battery was the uh, the faulty thing here. <laughs> and so, uh, the battery is much smaller on the S7. Uh, I think it's uh, I can't remember the size difference, but it's a few hundred you know, up to 500 milliamp hours less on the S7, I think. And so, uh, yeah, so that's basically what the problem is with this Galaxy S7 Edge, aside from the fact that the screen is also cracked. Uh, Every single phone in this box that I got, except for one, uh, the screen was cracked. Um, And on this Galaxy S7... Edge. Uh, The screen is cracked. There's almost like a (laughs) almost looks like a bullet hole in it Uh, but it does respond to touch uh, and I'm able to use it and uh, get around the interface so I can reset it and do all that stuff. So this one I'm gonna have to sit on this a little bit for for a little bit anyway uh, because the Galaxy S7 Edge screens are very expensive. Uh, They're upwards of $130 to $150 uh, which is obviously way more than the phone's even worth. I'm gonna do it at some point uh, the, but the display technology is just uh, very expensive, so I'm gonna have to wait. Uh, I figured, you know, down the road, maybe I would do this once I uh, get through some of the other ones. So, uh, and maybe, you know, make a, some money back on some of the other ones to kind of put towards a new screen for this one. Because uh, this one is one that I would actually be interested in trying for a little while. Um, and uh, we'll see. But yeah, that's the Galaxy S7 Edge. So let's set that one down here. And then the next one I think that I also pulled out of the box on day one and was kind of curious about when I was uh, buying, when I purchased the, the box of phones, was a, it was a Nokia 2.1. Uh, this is kind of a very low-end, uh, recent, well, semi-recent Nokia smartphone. Uh, it's running Android Go. Uh, and it actually turns out, uh, I found out yesterday because I was going through, I was uh, diving deeper into this this uh, 2.1 yesterday. Um, it's actually called the Nokia 2V because this is a Verizon version of the Nokia 2.1, so they don't call it the Nokia 2.1. Um, this one had a cracked screen but responded mostly to touch, uh, most of the touches that I was able to, uh, get around the interface, but uh, actually discovered it had a factory reset protection uh, lock on it. So essentially, it was asking for the previous owner's uh, Gmail account or uh, phone number. And so, I thought at first that it was kind of kind of disappointing at first when I first pulled it out of the box to find that because uh, I thought even if I fix up the hardware, how am I going to get past this? Uh, and and it's not, you know, it's, it's it's very similar to the Apple uh, Apple ID lock that uh, or activation lock, whatever you want to call it on on, on an iPhone. Uh, but this uh, Nokia 2.1 actually, Uh, There's ways around most of the Android (laughs) uh, factory reset protection locks. Uh, If you have a phone uh, or you get a phone say uh, Like I did here because there was actually a few of these that had this reset protection lock on them uh, there if you uh, Google the phone model and uh, FRP Usually there's a YouTube video uh, that will show you how to get around it Uh, this Nokia 2.1, I actually wasn't able to find a way to get around it, but somehow, because what I wanted to do was actually just, I thought maybe if I flash new firmware on it, uh, or different firmware, it would be able to sort of factory reset and maybe remove the Google uh, account lock or whatever, Uh, but I wasn't able to do that, but I did... Uh, try a whole bunch of flashing things on this. Most of them failed, uh, but then yesterday I was kind of decided to dig into it a little bit. With this Nokia two point one, and uh, put a different Verizon SIM in it because I all all the phones that I got, a lot of them had <laughs> SIM cards in them. Uh, a lot of them Verizon, and so I put a different Verizon SIM. And I was—I don't know if it was some one of the failed flashes that I tried, because one of the flashing of the firmware that I tried got a little bit further than some of the other methods that completely failed right off the bat. And so I don't know if that erased the uh, factory reset protection, but uh, I was able to log in with my Google account and set it up as my own. Um, so the Nokia 2.1 or 2V, whatever you want to call it is uh, working now uh, to my advantage. Like I said the screen was cracked and as I used it more the, the screen actually became more unusable and started registering touches that weren't there and so uh, I managed to get it set up but then uh, I tore it down and got the old screen off and uh, yesterday I ordered a new screen for it so I'll be able to actually use this Nokia 2.1 uh, and one of the big things about this one uh, like I think I mentioned is it runs Android Go but it also has a big battery in it and I think it's a 5000 hour battery so I've got that all torn down in a plastic bag here waiting for a new screen so I'll get that one up and running so that's a success story for sure uh, that one will be usable uh, so, um, the back case for it is a bit scratched uh, the, there's a cover that you can pop off the back. Uh, it's a bit scratched up, but uh, it'll do the job. And you know, if uh, maybe be able to move this one on at some point. But uh, I want to try it out a little bit. So that's the Nokia 2.1. All right. So let's try the next one. Let's see. Let me pull up the next one here. Oh, this one was actually pretty straightforward. This is the Galaxy Soul 3. Uh, this is a Cricket device, and it's essentially a Galaxy J3. Uh, so uh, it's sort of a rebranded Cricket version of it. Uh, this one, the screen is just kind of scratched up a little bit. No cracks. Uh, most for the most part, the case and everything looks pretty good. I and mean, it's not. Uh, well, I shouldn't say it looks pretty good. It's pretty scratched up, but overall, uh, very. You know, there's no major flaws with it. Uh, so the thing with this one is that it did not uh, take a charge or boot up or anything like that, and so. Uh, this the Soul 3 here has a removable back cover and a remo- removable battery, so I was able to pull that out and kind of see right away that there was some uh, that the water damage indicators on the battery, uh, with the one, no, there's one on there, uh, had turned pink. So essentially, they're white when they put them on. If there's water or any moisture damage, you know, that gets into it, it will turn pink. Uh, this is a way to know. Uh, not necessarily for consumers, but for, you know, if you send it in for a warranty or something, they know that it had water damage, but I look closer at the battery because there's uh, contacts on the battery uh, that connect you know to the, to the pins on the inside of the battery slot, and there was corrosion on one of the contacts and so I thought uh, surely it couldn't be this simple so I uh, (laughs) I uh, actually cleaned off that bit of corrosion with some alcohol and a toothbrush and managed to get it all off and I popped the battery back in and everything booted up and so this one is actually good and ready to go it wasn't um, network unlocked and so I actually ordered a network unlock code for this. Uh, so basically when I put in my... Well, I actually had an extra Metro PCS SIM sitting around, which is a T-Mobile SIM. So I put that into this uh, Galaxy Soul 3 and it came up with the... Uh, you know, it required you to enter an unlock code. Uh, so that's when I ordered it. I got it the next day. Uh, I was able to put in the unlock code. So now this is network unlocked. And uh, yeah, that's... I'm, pretty impressed actually with the the software on this I thought it would be quite slow and laggy uh, because it is a lower-end Galaxy phone but uh, it actually runs really well Um, everything about it seems uh, pretty good pretty smooth and and overall it's just a it's a pretty good device Uh, this one's kind of an ice blue color so like a silvery blue and uh, I beg actually think that I might Get a new battery for it uh, just because that old one does have the water damage indicator on it I don't know if that's going to last uh, you know there could potentially be further damage because you don't know with water damage and so uh, but either way it with swapping out a, ba- a new a new battery is uh, you know a small price to pay so yeah that one's a success story So like I said, the Nokia 2.1 success, this Galaxy Soul 3, a success. (laughs) So basically when I say success, I just mean I managed to get them back up and running, uh, you know, in good condition, you know, with the new screen or whatever. So uh, yeah, that's the Galaxy Soul 3. The next one that I will talk about is the OnePlus X. Uh, This is an older OnePlus phone. Uh, this one was a uh, when I pulled it out of the box was clearly very very bent. Uh, the frame of it at least was very bent, and so the screen had cracked, and there was uh, the screen didn't work at all. Uh, but I could tell that it was taking a charge because uh, I plugged it in. There is a red LED that indicates charge, and I can feel it vibrate and turn on. So I thought, you know, this actually isn't that far gone. Uh, so I was able to. Uh, I, I almost gave up on this one because the parts for this OnePlus X aren't are not easy to find um, and so I was but I was eventually see this is kind of where the patience and Taking my time comes in is I kind of put it to the side and I thought okay I'll revisit this and so when I revisited it. I was able to Find uh, the parts online that I needed and essentially the biggest thing that I found Was that uh, was the frame with the LCD new uh, screen or LCD in it already? So uh, that way, I have a new unbent frame with a screen that needs to be replaced anyway. So it's all in one go. And uh, yeah, so I got that in. And so I was this one was a little bit complicated to take apart because it kind of reminded me, even the style of it is a little bit like an iPhone. Uh, It's a glass sandwich, and so. Uh, it looks very much like an iPhone 5, uh, style-wise and size-wise, but uh, even on the inside, there was little brackets and tiny little pieces and different screws for different things, and um, you know, kind of overly complicated uh, compared to some of these other devices and. Um, but I was able to get everything transferred over. The buttons are kind of a pain to transfer all these. They have very thin ribbon cables that are like a, adhered to the frame of the phone. And you got to be really careful. So my, my big mantra when I'm working on these is light hands. Because if I'm too rough with them, uh, stuff inevitably will snap and break. And so uh, I got the new screen in, transferred everything over uh, very patiently. Uh, the new screen works and looks great. Um, the one thing is when I was taking the phone apart originally, uh, I kind of broke the earpiece uh, for, you know, phone calls and uh, I thought I had put it back together well enough. Uh, there's some, you know, copper coil wire in there and just certain pieces that sandwich together and I thought I got it back together well enough, but uh, after some testing, after I put all the new parts in on this one, uh, that earpiece does not work. But I. Uh, when i pulled when i accidentally broke it, when i pulled it out i immediately <laughs> went and ordered a new one for about six dollars on ebay and so um when that comes in i will swap that in and this one should actually be good to go as well uh and this one actually had the factory reset protection on it too um and so i followed another video online on how to get through that or get past that. Uh, All of these phones kind of have a convoluted way and their own way of getting past that. But the, kind of the main thing that you'll see if you do uh, dig into any of these videos is that you're essentially trying to get into the Android settings while you're in the setup processing, you know, where you can't get past the Google account login. Uh, You're trying to get into the settings, get into Chrome, and download like an APK or something like that to do certain things to the device, and they all, you know, they're all good backdoors, I guess you could say. But it's all kind of interesting to go through. Uh, but yeah, this OnePlus X uh, soon will be up and running and good to go, and I might, I might want to try this one out for a little bit too. I think it's only on Android. Uh, 6 uh, marshmallow so uh, that should be interesting to try but even just a little bit going around the interface of this uh, this is my first experience uh, or hands-on with the Oxygen OS and so I've been even on uh, Android 6 I'm kind of liking it uh, it's kind of make you know turning me Uh, around on looking at a OnePlus phone, a more modern one, you know, as a potential phone, Uh, one with a headphone jack, you know, not the last few, but, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm really excited to get this OnePlus, uh, get that uh, earpiece put in it, and uh, get it up and running, and and try it out a little bit, Uh, again, after I get all these up and running, I'm, you know, I, The plan is to kind of try them a little bit and then figure out whether I want to sell them. Or if anybody's, if you're ever interested in any of these devices, uh, just feel free to reach out. Uh, Head over to Pixelswim.com and find a way to contact me there. And uh, we can arrange something, you know, for the cost of postage. Uh, I can send it to you so you can try it out kind of a thing. Uh, Now, most of these are probably (laughs) only worth the cost of postage, but uh, that's just kind of, you know. That's what it is. It's it's about the experience, you know. And depending on which phone it is, you might I might just say keep it kind of a thing. But uh, yeah, just let me know if there's any interest out there and that sort of thing. But yeah, that's the One Plus X. All right, so the last phone I should say phones uh, because they're all the same uh, model uh, is the LG Stylo Four, and this is one that I actually posted on Twitter recently because I couldn't help myself because I was very excited to get them done or at least. Uh, one of them completely done. So I had two Metro PCS versions and two, or I'm sorry, and one Boost Mobile version. So Boost Mobile and Metro PCS are both MVNOs here in the US. Uh, Boost is based off of Sprint's network, I believe. And uh, the Metro PCS, which is actually Metro by T-Mobile now, is off of Metro or uh, T-Mobile's network and actually owned by T-Mobile. But uh, either way, um, these ones I was super excited to work on because I want these. It's kind of the first one that I wanted to try with my actual SIM in them, uh, specifically because they're, they'll, you know, I know they're going to support the T-Mobile network. Uh, now the Metro phones, or I should say the Metro ones are anyway, not the Boost Mobile version. Uh, Ultimately with the Boost Mobile version, I decided to, because that one is kind of the lowest value of all of them, uh, I decided to just use that one for parts. And because it was already sort of beat up and cracked, and actually, you know what? The Boost Mobile one was actually in the best condition out of all of these. All three had cracked screens, but the Boost Mobile, the back uh, panel of it, is actually in very good condition. but, either way, I wanted to get one of the Metro PCS versions up and running. Um, one of them did not have any sort of lock on it, as far as a pin or a reset lock. Uh, and so I thought, I'll start with that one, because I can start using it right away after a reset. So. I kind of got off to a start with that one and so I tore that one down uh, I ordered in a new screen for it. Uh, the screen I got in wasn't very good I got it off of eBay and I was trying to save some some coin on the screen uh, that came with a new frame because all the frames on these had damage on them as well uh, and so I got a new uh, screen with the frame already installed and uh, basically had to swap over all of the stuff from the broken one into the new uh, frame, uh, which was actually kind of fun to pull everything out and sort of work my way through and get everything in there. And so I actually took the Boost Mobile battery, uh, because that one, what I think happened with this Boost Mobile one was, because it was in such good condition, is that somebody hadn't used it for very long, and then they accidentally dropped it and broke it. Uh, and so that I figured that battery was, it looked the best out of all of them, and plus I figured that one was probably used the least. Uh, because of the condition, the, re- the good condition of the rest of the phone. But either way, uh, I got the motherboard, everything set up in the new frame um, up from this Metro phone, and uh, ordered up a new stylus because these are—it's uh, called the Stylo Four because they come with the stylus. They're supposed to be a very budget version of the uh, the Galaxy Note series. That just kind of LG's answer to that. Uh, and I've always really wanted to try one, which is why I. Um, I think I was excited about getting these up and running. So, uh, either way, this uh, one that I got up and running that didn't have any sort of lock on it was uh, it was working well. Um, unfortunately, the fingerprint scanner did not work on it. Uh, the one of the pins that attaches to the on the motherboard that attach that touches the fingerprint scanner pads, uh, which is attached to the the back plastic is broken, and so I don't think the fingerprint scanner is going to work on that. And the other weird thing about it was there's a tiny little sort of green filter that sits on top of the flash uh, that it's very tiny, and uh, it, it had broken off of this version, and so it was kind of interesting because when I got it up and running uh, without putting, you know, testing the screen out and stuff, without putting most of the back stuff back on, um, you could see that the flashlight was actually blue. And so this little filter <laughs> it filters that into a white light. Uh, and so I pulled that very delicately off of the Boost Mobile version, the one that I'm using for parts, and put that on. I kind of just uh, scotch-taped it on the back on top of the uh, the flash, and uh, it actually worked. And so... I had that one up and completely running. Uh, like I said, the fingerprint scanner wasn't working, but everything else was, and so I was able to use that uh, on on Metro or on T-Mobile, my service uh, with my SIM card. So, uh, but I wasn't completely satisfied. You know, I wanted to get the other. Uh, the other Metro PCS one that I had that actually had a factory repro- uh, reset protection on it. And so I found, uh, this is the first one that I kind of got around that factory repro- reset protection on. Uh, there was a video where you went through this whole process uh, during the setup, and basically the idea was they prov- this uh, person provided you with a uh, backup file, an LG backup file, that uh, you can use in the mobile switch app. And so, basically, you put that on an SD card, throw it in the in the phone, and then uh, go through some weird setting, or you go through a weird process in the settings of uh, the the phone during setup. Uh, you have to turn on TalkBack and and kind of go through that, and then find a YouTube video in the tutorials in the you know in the TalkBack settings, and uh, tap on something to get into Google Maps, and then you go into Drive mode on Google Maps. That way, you can use the Google Assistant to uh, search for the app on the phone, and <laughs> or open Google. I'm sorry, and then in the Google app, uh, you would search for the LG Mobile Switch app, and then through you can open the app, and then uh, restore this uh, this uh, backup that they had provided, this LG backup, and then that installed an app, and then through that app you would. Uh, basically tweak the the startup or the setup wizard. Uh, I think ultimately that's what you're trying to do on all of these phones when you're bypassing the factory reset protection. And so you go through all that and uh, get it up and running. So it was my one big success because I almost gave up on. On it because I didn't think I was going to be able to get around that factory reset protection but I was able to, which was really cool and nice because it all of the pins and the motherboard in general was in much better shape and so I was able to uh, get that one up and running and um, use that one um, on instead. So basically I had a full-fledged, full-running Uh, LG Stylo 4. Um, The thing that I forgot to mention is that when you get a Metro PCS phone, I'm just going to call Metro PCS even though it's Metro by T-Mobile now, but Metro PCS phone, uh, those are actually locked specifically to Metro PCS service. Uh, And so... Uh, but on the, each uh, MetroPCS device that you get, they provide multiple apps uh, for using your service with MetroPCS. And so basically the biggest surprise and the, the thing that made me the, <laughs> made me the most excited about these um, was that I, there's a device unlock app on them uh, where you can request uh, network unlock. And I was shocked to find that on both devices uh, connected to Wi-Fi, I was able to uh, request the unlock, uh, network unlock through these apps, and they both were granted. And so they're both uh, GSM unlocked now, uh, so they can be used with T-Mobile or AT&T or whatever. So that was kind of nice because I was, you know, worried that I was going to have to order, you know, like a twenty-dollar unlock code or something like that uh, to get these running. So officially, I have one fully up and running LG Stylo Four. Uh, And I'm going to start using it once I get a case in. I got a Spigen rugged armor case coming in for that one uh, Which I forgot to mention also. I did order another screen So I've got two new screens one of them is a little not the best It kind of has a major bleed problem at the top, but uh, the second one that I put all the good stuff into uh, that screen is very good and uh, Yeah, very happy to get those LG stylos up and running very uh much looking forward to using them so i thought i'd post that on twitter and uh and like i said i just got excited it's been really fun to work through all these devices so i've gone through quite a few already you know i'm kind of just slowly making my way through um and they've all been success stories so far um i've been able to get them into a state where they can be used by anyone again you know and uh I really don't like this uh, factory reset protection stuff because I feel like if you are able to factory reset the device uh, through like the fast boot or whatever, you know, the recovery menus on, on the device and it erases all the data. I think that should be good enough to remove that stuff because there's nothing le- like what is left <laughs> for me to steal. Like I can't steal the data if I've reset the device. Uh, so it's kind of annoying, uh, that that exists, but I'm glad that there's ways around it. Uh, even if it takes some time and some effort to find them and to figure out what to do, uh, for each of these, but uh, because they're all different, but yeah, so that's a uh, I'm pretty happy so far, uh, and it's been very fun to to go through these, and I'm excited to keep going through the box. I think uh, I'm not sure what's next. Uh, like I said, that Nokia 2.1, I'm looking forward to getting that screen in. I'm looking forward to getting that earpiece in the OnePlus X and uh, we'll see, uh, but yeah, I'm happy to share all of this stuff, I hope it wasn't too much babbling, but uh, yeah, we've got some some of the devices, everything's going as planned, as, as of right now, and uh, like I said, I'm trying to have patience and not give up on any of the devices, and uh, set them aside if I'm struggling, and come back to them later, uh, this uh, box of 16 phones has really been uh, a joy for me <laughs> since getting them in, so uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really getting into my my zone here, and uh, I'm really happy that uh, I've got all these phones to try out, uh, and that I get to tear them down and, and do the thing that, that tickles my fancy, so yeah, thanks for listening to all of that. All right, so let's wrap things up here on the Pixel Swim podcast, episode 98. Uh, thank you, as always, for tuning in. I promise that I won't just be talking about all of these broken phones from here on out. Um, there's, a, you know, I'm going to try and make sure I mix it up a little bit so this doesn't become the uh, Box of Broken Phones podcast. But uh, it's just it's just how it's going to be, you know, <laughs> right now um, until I can uh, figure out some other things. You know, I'm going to try and start it on the soldering stuff and, uh, you know, do other stuff with my technology as well like I usually do. But uh Either way, tune in next week for episode 99, which is crazy, almost to 100. But uh, yeah, visit Pixelswim.com for all of the show notes and the social links to leave feedback. is always appreciated. And uh, have a great afternoon, a great 2020 or 2021 or 2022, uh, whatever year you traveled to when you found that time machine. So thanks again and Godspeed.